0: Good morning and welcome to Empowering Family Caregiver Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Giridhar, your host for today's show, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. March 11th to 17th was National Sleep Awareness Week. Today we're discussing mind-body tools to enhance sleep for older adults and caregivers. Our guest today is Dr. Tracy Stein, a health psychologist and author of the award-winning book, The Everything Guide to Integrative Pain Management. Her work has been mentioned in O, the Oprah Magazine, Health, Shape.com, Women's Day, to name a few. Dr. Stein's current research is on tireless caregivers, people who take care of everyone and everything, often to their own detriment. Dr. Stein, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're so honored. Well, thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, we are so, so excited about this show. And, you know, we were discussing this just before the show began. Um, about sleep and sleep issues and how it affects not just older adults, um, senior loved ones, but also younger caregivers who are shouldering so many responsibilities at the same time. Um, An interesting thing that um, I picked up from our conversation and from the information from your book is about not to look at sleep and sleep issues just as a nighttime thing. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, definitely. So, you know,
1: sleep is something that we hear a lot about with regard to sleep hygiene, right? So a lot of people will talk about very, very rightfully about the importance of um, shutting off electronic devices and a few hours before bed and sleeping in a cool room and making sure your room is dim um, to avoid light pollution. Those things are all really important. And the same thing with setting a a regular sleep-wake schedule. But other things affect our sleep, too. So these can be anything from hormonal changes um, as we get older. We don't really, you know, that can start actually even in our 30s, especially for women. Um, And also things like the amount of exercise we get or don't, again, whether we keep a regular sleep cycle, our nutritional status, any medical conditions we have, um, and any medications we take. So, you know... All of these things also can influence how much caffeine we um, drink and our genetics influence whether we are slow caffeine metabolizers and therefore can't clear it well enough. So the coffee you have at 3 o'clock in the afternoon might impact your sleep in a negative way. Our stress can influence if we're reaching for that glass of wine or 2 or 3 at night, and that will influence our sleep. So there are lots of factors involved in um, both poor sleep and how to correct that.
0: Um, you know, a lot of people who don't sleep well, um, you know, I have friends myself, uh, you know, we have young kids and sometimes we, you know, we sleep deprived and we always, I, I'm, I'm guilty of doing this myself, but I'm like, you know what, the weekend's coming, I'm just going to nap for a couple of hours and I I think I'll be good to go. But somehow that doesn't translate as well as I think it's going to. Um, this leads me to the question about why you think sleep issues should be taken seriously. I feel like a lot of us, including me, just kind of brush it off saying, oh, you know, I'll make it up some other time. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because it is
1: something that people have commonly believed that you can not sleep during the week and then make it up on the weekend. But the research actually shows that you can't. You can't really fully catch up. Um, So it's really important to be aware that, um, you know, when you were not sleeping well during the week or in general, Daytime fatigue can lead to increased risk of making errors, whether it's just in your daily life or at work, but also with caregiving. Uh, It can lead to, uh, again, making poor dietary choices or over-consuming caffeine and things, but also decreased ability to cope with stress. And anybody who's already got a mood issue like anxiety or depression, you're probably going to notice that your ability to cope goes down when you don't sleep well and you can be more irritable. It can impair your focus and concentration. And and there's some data showing that um, when you don't get enough slow-wave sleep, that really deep sleep at night, especially if your sleep's really interrupted, you can have more problems with memory during the day. So we want to take sleep issues really seriously. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, What are some of your recommendations for people who have a hard time sleeping overall?
1: So I have a lot of them, but – some of the mind-body ones I'm going to mention first because those are easy to implement. They can be implemented for little to no cost. Um, many people find them enjoyable, and your brain is really made to be able to benefit from them. So one of them would be mindfulness meditation, and many of your listeners are probably familiar with mindfulness, but um, for those who aren't, it's present moment Non judgmental awareness. And what that really means is being able to allow your attention to stay on something in the now in a way where we're not grabbing onto it tightly or trying to force it away if it's distressing. Um, so, an example of that if we're trying to sleep would be you know, most of us. If we haven't finished everything we need to during the day, which is almost everybody, we'll be awake at night thinking, oh, I have all these things on my to-do list and what if I don't finish them or what if this scary thing that I fear happens actually happens Um, or we'll be thinking about things in the past or we'll be awake with um, physical discomfort and mindfulness can be as simple as letting your awareness stay with something neutral like your own breathing, which is you know, your body's innate mechanism for self-regulating and allowing yourself to observe these other things that cross your mental screen, but again, not attaching to them, not judging them, not allowing your mind to continue drifting off into the past or the future. Mindfulness has been shown to help with many things, including um, chronic pain, with Uh, mood issues and the tendency to ruminate but it's also been shown to help with insomnia so if you can get into a mindfulness practice during the day you will be much more able to practice it at night when you're trying to go back to sleep Um, another thing that I mentioned is guided imagery and guided imagery is exactly what it sounds like it's someone's voice and it could be your own on a recording you make or someone else's on a recording that you purchase, but it's a multi-sensory imagery journey because in the mind all things are possible. So you can actually go to a favorite place, say, in nature, and feel the grass under your feet and smell the clean, crisp air or hear the birds or see the light playing across the leaves and the landscape, whatever it is that works for you. And what we know is that guided imagery is actually helpful for, again, a number of issues, including helping you de-stress and get to sleep. And it's something that it's so easy. One of the things I really like about guided imagery is that you don't need to pay strict attention for it to work. So for somebody who says, you know, meditation, I really just can't focus, my mind is too overactive, guided imagery might be the thing that they choose um, to start with or just in general. Another tool would be self-hypnosis. And there are a ton of misconceptions about what hypnosis is and what it isn't, but it's a really natural state that we all go in and out of every day. So um, I don't know if you drive, but uh, a lot of New Yorkers don't, but uh, most people are familiar with that driving trance that we can get into, even if you're a passenger, right? Where you're on the road and part of your attention is somehow steering the car or in the car, but another part of your awareness might be at a party you just left and hearing the conversation you had or thinking about the conversation you wish you had or tasting Mm -hmm. the food that you ate. And somehow you're deeply engaged in that mental experience while another part of your mind is in the car. And the thing with hypnosis and hypnotic trance states is that so often we create them without realizing, right? So we create these movies in our minds that can be very distressing, and that might be what people Mm -hmm. notice at sleep. And when they're trying to sleep and they're thinking about all of these things that are, you know, potentially not great, that are on the horizon or the way they didn't do things as well as they wanted to, even if it's not true, it won't matter because the movie can be so vivid. And hypnosis and self-hypnosis are ways to help us change our focus get into a very enhanced state of inner focus and concentration on something desirable such as increased bodily comfort and how good it feels to be in our bed and how we can imagine putting all of the worries of the day in a box on a shelf and we can deal with them tomorrow and um, we can let everything else kind of move off to the side so hypnosis can be really effective and. Someone can do hypnosis with a certified provider, preferably a licensed mental health professional, or there are even um, free and low-cost downloads that people can get on iTunes or on Insight Timer, etc. But hypnosis can be really effective for about two-thirds to three-fourths of the population. Um, And and one of the last things I had mentioned before we got on air was brainwave entrainment. And I think this is going to be less familiar to listeners, but like guided imagery, the brainwave entrainment actually does a lot of the work for you. So if you're someone who has a hard time paying attention and focusing, that might be something worth trying. And brainwave entrainment... Simply means um, you know your brain has these predominant brain waves associated with different states. Everything from being anxious to focusing to meditation to deep sleep. And brainwave entrainment audio programs guide your brain into the desired brainwave state by the use of uh, tones that are played slightly different tones in each ear, and the tones are usually masked by Again, either imagery or music, nature sounds, um, but it can be really effective. I actually use all of these tools myself, and many of the people who've come to me for therapy have used these as well. And, again, your body is built to be able to make good use of them. So these are some of the mind-body ones that I really like.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Stein. This is terrific information, and I'm so glad we um, touched upon, you know, like you mentioned, there are some of these things that you mentioned which I have never heard of, and um, it's good to know that we have tools like this to address this very important issue. Um, I would love to direct our listeners to your wonderful website. It's called TracyStein.com. I'll spell it, T-R-A-C-I-S-T-E-I-M.com for more resources, and more information about her book. Um, I'd love to thank. Sorry. For, yes, please go it's, ahead. It's Stein. actually
1: drtracystein.com. Um, oh,
0: so that's sorry. okay. Sorry. I just want
1: them to go to the right place.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like, like, like Dr. Stein said, it's com. Please thank do visit you. the website for all the tools that she's mentioned and so much more. Um, I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Tune in to our Caregiver's Speak radio show on April 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Caregiving expert Margie Papp-Steinmetz will speak to Liz, Liz Kitchen's writer, artist, and blogger of Be Brave, Lose the Page about how clay is a powerful tool to provide respite to stressed caregivers. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website, eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal Care Diary tools. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare Diary. Thank you once again, Dr. Stein. Have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Thank you. Likewise.